Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi there, Mike here, voice of Tim Stoker from the Magnus Archives, and I'm here to tell you about this week's sponsor, The Black Tongue Thief by Christopher Buhlman. Praised by acclaimed fantasy writers such as Robin Hobb, Brent Weeks, and Glenn Cook, this darkly humorous fantasy novel is set in a world of goblin wars, stag-sized battle ravens, and deadly magical tattoos. Kinch owes the Taker's Guild a small fortune for his education as a thief. Golver is a knight and handmaiden of the goddess of death, searching for her queen who has been missing since a distant northern city fell to giants. Common enemies and uncommon dangers force both thief and knight on a journey where goblins hunger for human flesh, krakens hunt dark waters, and honour is a luxury that few can afford. If you're like me and you love Dungeons and Dragons, you'll get the feel of a clever campaign gone darkly and hilariously awry. So why not give it a go? Find The Black Tongue Thief wherever books are sold. Thanks for listening, and enjoy today's episode.
Hey there, Haunts fans! Welcome to another episode of What the Ghost, the show that brings you all the creepiest, bone-chillingest stories and spooks. This time, we'll be digging into the strange history of one of the world's most haunted spots, London's Highgate Cemetery. Not just another gruesome graveyard, Highgate has been at the centre of more than one fearful fright fest since its founding in 1839. You may think that ghostly apparitions in a graveyard are nothing notable, but though you may well find your fair share of garden-variety ghosts if you take a trip to Highgate, the legends surrounding the cemetery speak of something far more sinister than your standard spectre. Highgate started life as yet another reminder of Victorian mortality. The traditional graveyards attached to parish churches had long since become incapable of managing the horde of dead that was constantly growing in Victorian London. Highgate was the first of seven modern cemeteries to be built, large enough to house the incessantly growing number of corpses, with winding avenues lined with ornate mausoleums for the rich and death-revering. And it was the first British cemetery to be built outside of church grounds. Rumours of ghost sightings started early, but that's hardly surprising. The cemetery was big news to the locals, and the Victorians had a fervent obsession with the occult. A few fireside stories of ephemeral figures half seen after a couple of beers were to be expected. For decades, Highgate was simply a large, ornate burial ground for those souls who were either too fashionable or too scandalous for Westminster Abbey. It wasn't until the 1940s, when the Blitz hit London, that Highgate started to change. Though it was never bombed itself, the previously sought-after and well-kept graveyard became all but abandoned and overgrown. In a matter of mere years, the wild of nature took over, and the weeds got so out of hand they weakened mausoleums, making the cemetery dangerous grounds to enter. Even now, after decades of restoration and in the heart of a capital city, the ecosystem retains such a hold on Highgate that visitors are forbidden from wandering around large areas of it without a guide. Legends say these precautions are to protect curious tourists from more than just falling stones. Regular listeners will already know that the tomb walls were often built as much for protection as for reverence. And remember that those tombs that do lock always do so, from the outside. The only thing I love as much as a juicy mystery is snuggling up with my coziest pyjamas and my adorable cat. And now I can combine the two with Porges, PJs for pets. Suitable for cats, dogs, and some long-limbed rabbits, Porges take slumber parties further than ever before. My favourite feline and I had a great afternoon getting them on, and the scratch marks are healing nicely. Isn't that right, Admiral? (laughs) With the wildlife firmly in control, Highgate Cemetery lay largely abandoned by human society for decades. We can't possibly guess what may have happened there in that time. All we can know is that in 1968, on Halloween night, something happened that would shock the local community and change the graveyard's history forever. A group of teens, apparently obsessed with the occult, 
broke into Highgate Cemetery and turned their fascination with the supernatural into bizarre action. According to a report in the London Evening News at the time, they arranged flowers taken from graves in circular patterns with arrows of blooms pointing to a new grave, which was uncovered. A coffin was opened and the body inside disturbed. But their most macabre act was driving an iron stake in the form of a cross through the lid and into the breast of the corpse. Ghoulish or what? Of course, this might have just been the work of some bored underage drinkers who'd managed to get their hands on some absinthe. But the strange occurrences didn't stop there. All sorts of people started reporting seeing grey figures walking within the grounds and even venturing into the nearby Swain's Lane. Many of the people making these claims were well-respected members of the community. Surely they couldn't all have been trying drink and drugs for the first time? In fact, there may be a much simpler explanation. The first person to claim they'd seen one of these figures was none other than Daniel Tarrant, an enthusiastic occultist whose name will certainly be familiar by the end of this episode and might appear in others. Unlike most reported ghost sightings, Daniel chose to make this one by the medium of a letter printed in the local newspaper. And what's more, he even put out a call for other residents of the area to get in touch with their own sightings. Anyone who's listened to our episode on the Devil's Dance knows how contagious ideas about the supernatural can be. Is it any wonder that so many people reached out to Daniel? And can we trust anything they say? What is odd, though, is how few of the responses Daniel received actually matched his own. If all the claimed sightings of ghostly figures were merely copycats of Daniel's account... Wouldn't we expect them to be roughly the same as that first story? While Daniel claimed to have seen a tall man in a hat striding across the cemetery grounds, others said they were startled by spectral cyclists appearing from nowhere, or that they saw eerie caped figures floating on both sides of the high fences around Highgate, seemingly moving straight through the walls as though they were air. Almost all of the figures were described as grey, and some were said to be accompanied by the distant sound of bells ringing a chillingly mournful melody. If you, like me, have any hobbies or interests, you might wonder if you're getting enough of them through and or putting enough of them on the internet. Well, with Webley's net service, you don't need to wonder about anything. Webley makes it easy by doing all the thinking for you. When I'm on the web, I like to share and receive information, develop relationships, have a public presence, and otherwise communicate. Webley always knows what I want to do next. And the best part is, I never have to worry whether I can trust anything on the net because Webley tells me I can. Don't think, just webley.com. Please personalise ad copy as a pro- Oh. Never mind. As the number of reported sightings grew, so too did the scare factor of the alleged encounters. 
One man claimed to have been walking down Swain's Lane one dark night when he was knocked down by a frightful creature emerging from the cemetery walls, while another told of breaking down near the graveyard and seeing through the rain the scowling face of a hideous apparition with glowing red eyes staring straight back at him. There were even accounts of coffins exploding underground or shattering the walls of their tombs. Pretty creeptacular. Or is it? There's a perfectly rational explanation to most spectre sightings if you look hard enough, and the stories surrounding Highgate Cemetery are no different. Of course, it's no coincidence that these tales all take place at night, in a poorly lit area near an overgrown miniature wilderness, in a place where residents are used to bright lights and solid concrete. Even the exploding coffins can be explained, by the intense buildup of gases created by bodies decomposing in hermetically sealed mausoleums. And while it's true that the explosions seem to have continued long after the Victorian burial practices that made them possible had stopped, surely it's more likely that some unknown but perfectly logical factor was slowing down the process, rather than that a supernatural force is working on the skeletons of the Victorian dead. Isn't it? It's hard to trace exactly how it happened, but before long, a theme started to emerge from the reported ghost sightings in and around the graveyard. One that went back to the original ghoulish incident with the possibly intoxicated teens. That's right, within weeks, the local consensus among the paranormal community was that a vampire had taken up residence in Highgate Cemetery and had possibly been there since its Victorian heyday, safely locked in stone until some misfortune or neglect had set it free. Daniel Tarrant was one of the most vocal believers in the Highgate vampire, and some say it was Tarrant himself who originally started those rumours. But he was far from the only one convinced. Rival occultist Shane Sheffield was also fanning the garlic-scented flames that had people sharpening stakes all across Islington. Between them, Tarrant and Sheffield had the national press claiming the King of the Vampires was living in Highgate Cemetery, spending each night practicing dark magic in some crumbling tomb. By the end of the 1960s, the Highgate Vampire was such an iconic tale that the graveyard was used as the location for filming Count Dracula, starring none other than celebrity spectre Christopher Lee. Despite the fact that they largely agreed about what horrors were lurking in Highgate, Tarrant and Sheffield both spent much of their time trying to discredit each other. Before long, Tarrant could barely mention hooded ghosts without calling Sheffield a charlatan, and Sheffield spent less time talking about fangs and more time talking about Tarrant's trickeries. Each of them claimed that they alone could defeat the Highgate vampire, but rather than actually trying to do so, they made the dubiously reasonable decision to take their respective magic arsenals to the cemetery to fight each other instead. Was this just a case of a petty rivalry gone too far? Or was something more sinister at work? On the night of Friday the 13th, March 1970, Tarrant and Sheffield agreed to hold a quote-unquote wizard's duel in Highgate Cemetery itself. 
Unluckily for them, ITV News got involved. Do you have a craving for meat that supermarkets just can't satisfy? Do the steaks you cook at home leave your canines itching for more? Well, have I got the subscription box for you. With Steakout, you'll get a box packed with mouth-watering flesh ready to be devoured. Mmm! My recent box included pork shoulder, beef brisket, goose legs and a huge succulent ham. Regular listeners will know I'm a vegetarian, but my girlfriend tells me they were all intensely fresh. And the great news is we've got a juicy deal especially for you. To get your first box for half price, just enter the code MEATCUTE. Steakout, a rare treat. Well done. Around sunset on the evening of Friday the 13th, ITV Broadcast interviewed Tarrant, Sheffield and a number of less avant-garde locals who claimed to have seen something supernatural in Highgate Cemetery. No doubt it was intended as a fluff piece. A light-hearted curiosity to cut across the heavy politics of the day. But the effect was deadly serious. Within a few hours, hundreds of so-called concerned locals had swarmed the graveyard, intent on finding and killing the vampire. Or at least, that's how the night started. What followed was a violent frenzy of wild bloodlust. Or at least, it would have been bloodlust if their targets could bleed. But no, these were hunters of the dead. Few first-hand accounts exist from those who were part of the mob. But by the time the sun rose, the bodies laid to rest in Highgate Cemetery had been massacred. Corpses had been dug up by fevered hands and lay in daylight with stakes driven deep into their hearts. The once sturdy stone walls of tombs had been smashed to pieces and the bones inside broken and thrown apart. One local even awoke to find an uninterred corpse at the wheel of his car, apparently placed by the marauders, the keys hanging from the skeletal hand as if the body was set to drive away. Little seems to have changed after that delirious night. Several people were prosecuted for desecrating graves, but it seems the living all managed to escape physical harm. Rumours of ghoulish and ghostly sightings are still whispered around Highgate, but no visitor to the cemetery has ever looked at a grave with furious rage since. Except, of course, fervent capitalists who find themselves at the tombstone of Karl Marx. Perhaps it was simply a case of irresponsible news broadcasting resulting in mass panic. But there is another, eerier explanation. Not long after the mob descended on Highgate Cemetery, it was bought by an obscure group known only as the Highgate Friends. For years, the entire site was closed off, with no public knowledge of what went on behind those ancient trees. Eventually, the mysterious owners opened a small section of the graveyard to visitors. But even today, the west side of the cemetery can only be seen as part of a guided tour, keeping to a carefully laid route and never straying to the wilder parts of the overgrowth. You might even visit there yourself, but be careful if you do. 
Some say that the Highgate vampire still haunts the place, and that if you stray from the path, you may find yourself deeper in the wilds than you bargained for. Or find that the wilds are deeper in you. This episode is distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. For more information, visit RustyQuill.com. Tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woebegone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woebegone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woebegone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences 
quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.